This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Uh, but PJ, before we get into the nitty gritty and the numbers and the trends and the analysis, let me ask you a question when picking these games. How much of this is based on your gut and the eye test and what you see from these teams? Because as we get further into the tournament... I find myself seeing some of these numbers and some of these mashups, and sometimes I do think the metrics matter, but at other times you you see teams that get hot and you think to yourself, okay, they're not a great team on paper, but these are not games that are won on paper, and that's why March Madness can be so thrilling. So how much do you go with your gut here? I mean, you got to go with it a lot. I've always said that sometimes it can work to my disadvantage. I feel like... Most people like us who talk about college basketball every day watch these games. We tend to do worse in the brackets because we overanalyze everything, and that's why these people who do brackets and never watch a game, right? They just pick teams because they like the mascot, they like the school colors, whatever it is, and that's why they do good. Um, But I think you have to go with your gut. I think the eye test matters. Like you said, you know, metrics can tell you – certain things and they can tell you the makeup of a team there's no emotion that goes into it there's a reason that the top seven Ken Palm teams are still standing and I think it's a huge part of it like you said Chelsea you know like take a team like Purdue for instance right like Purdue's eight on Ken Palm all the metrics would tell you Purdue was a final four team They, they could have even won the national title I think anybody who watched college basketball though probably could have told you like those freshman guards in the backcourt, the way they're responding to pressure, the way they've looked down the stretch, not a team I really want to back. So I agree. Metrics to a certain point absolutely can help you. But I test, you also got to trust your gut sometimes and just say, look, it clearly is not good. This team's going to lose to somebody in March. And, uh, you know, that's what ends up happening sometimes. PJ, this is why I brought this narrative up is because this Arkansas and UConn game, has me, you know, in circles because I see all the numbers and I see all the matchup advantages that UConn has. And we have seen some early money flood in on the Huskies as we talk about the West region. Uh, It's in Las Vegas. And we have UConn laying four and a half now, up from three and a half against Arkansas. But every single time that I have liked Arkansas in the tournament, It's not really been because of numbers. And that's why I can't play it on the show because I don't want to come on here and just say, well, I feel like Arkansas is going to win. You have to have some kind of logic and some kind of facts to back up what you're saying. So for me, I'm not sure where to go here because I do think Arkansas is running into a freight train. UConn has been absolutely dominant thus far in the tournament and they're very complete. 
And the thing about Arkansas is their ceiling is very high when they are playing at the best of their abilities. But also, they have that floor where if they're turning the ball over and they're playing sloppy, like sometimes they do, they can get beat by just about anybody. So what is your gut saying about this UConn and Arkansas game? My gut is saying that I think UConn's going to win. I think if you're going to bet a side, it would have to be Arkansas plus four and a half just because at this point, I think you got to have respect at the resume that Eric Musselman has in the tournament. The guy just, he finds a way to win tournament games. This is the fourth Sweet 16 that he's been to. He's been to two straight Elite Eights, looking to make his third straight. And Arkansas is so talented, Chelsea, as you mentioned. You know, UConn, they they might be the best team in the country. They really might be. But Arkansas has NBA players, especially in their backcourt. And the thing I keep going back to with Arkansas is they've made it this far without Nick Smith really doing anything. He's scored six total points so far in the tournament. He had a goose egg against Kansas. This is a guy who was one of the top prospects coming in, one of the top recruits coming into the country this year, probably going to be a lottery pick. And they're doing all this despite him. They're the tallest team left in the tournament. They have NBA guards. They have a great tournament coach. And the SEC so far has had a good showing in the tournament, right? Like, Bama obviously is still left. Tennessee's doing really well. Arkansas, that that has made another Sweet 16. So, it's a tough game. I think UConn's going to win. I would probably lean Arkansas plus four and a half with the points. I also think this is a great game to bet live, Chelsea. If UConn gets up like double digits, if they get up 15, Arkansas has a knack in these tournament games. When they get down double digits, they aren't phased by it, and they always go on a run. You watch that Kansas game back, Jayhawks were up 50-41 to in the second half. Arkansas goes on an 11-0 run to take a lead, and they never look back, and that's what just what they do. So I think betting Arkansas live is probably the best way to go in this game if they get down by like double digits here's what scares me about arkansas because if this game was played on paper which i know it's not this is the matchup that i was looking at because arkansas is not a shooting team they're a team that needs to drive and score points in the paint and maybe generate some points off turnovers that is how their offense works so let's look at uconn how they defend the two-point shot well it just so happens uconn very good at defending two-point shots the 20th ranked team in the nation, limiting opponents to just 45% on two-point shot. So that's the matchup that I kind of have circled. Do you think this is going to be a roadblock for Arkansas here? I mean, it definitely it definitely could be. And you look at the way that UConn's big men have been playing, especially Adama Sinogo. Sinogo He's averaging yeah. 26 points. Oh, 10 and a half rebounds in the tournament. He's been fantastic. I definitely think it could be a big factor. I think another thing you have to look at when handicapping this game, UConn in their first two tournament games so far, they were trailing in half to Iona. They were only up by one against St. Mary's. And then they just had great second halves. And I think the big knock on this UConn team has been their coach, Danny Hurley, because we all know the team's good enough. It's really just been Hurley as a coach in the tournament so far. UConn's had two first-round exits with him as coach, but for them to look how they've looked coming out of intermission with both games being like right in grass for the St. Mary's and Iona, I I think has been telling. So I I don't think you can really doubt UConn at this point. They're a freight train right now. They're a machine. I think they win the game. 
but Arkansas is going to make it tough for them. They're going to they're going to hang around and keep it close. I liked Arkansas at three and a half, so I definitely like it at four and a half. At what mm-hmm. point does the number matter? Because I think for me, when I'm playing a favorite, like if it's two and a half, I feel very confident. And if it's three and a half, I start to feel a little like, oh no. And then at four and a half, it almost feels like they have to be, I'm not going to say blowing them out at one point, but it feels significant. Like this feels like a significant move in the point spread to me. It does. I'm surprised too. Like, are you surprised that this ticked up to four and a half? I thought three and a half was was pretty good, but uh, four and a half, I was surprised it moved up a whole point. Like, do you think that this gets to five, like five and a half, or do you think that four and a half will be the cutoff point? Looking at the juice right now, it's minus 115 for getting the four and a half with Arkansas. So that makes me think that it's closer to four than it is going to five. Uh, but it doesn't right. surprise me because you've seen how dominant UConn has been in the tournament thus far. And right now, if you look at the public betting splits, UConn is one of the most heavily backed teams, uh, or at least in yeah. this matchup, when you're looking at the splits. So it doesn't necessarily shock me. And I think the numbers could certainly back up your case if you like UConn here. But my gut is saying that Arkansas can definitely stick around. So I'm going to go with my gut here. So, PJ, let's get to the next game in the West as we break down three-seed Gonzaga against two-seed UCLA. We have the Bruins laying two and a half, over under for 145 and a half. I think this is the toughest one for me to call based on my gut. The metrics love UCLA. The problem for Gonzaga is their defense. But Gonzaga's been really good in the tournament. It's hard to fade him here. Oh, man, I can't wait for this game. This is this game's going to be great. First off, real quick, Chelsea, is UCLA-Gonzaga, is that Final Four game? Do you think that is that your favorite tournament game of, of all time? No, it's not my favorite tournament game. Like, it was a good one. But I'm not going to really? say it's like you know mount rushmore oh, I think that's or whatever f- i think that's my favorite oh that game was that game was insane that game was insane anyway think- hopefully this game's half <laughs> as good as this game i think chelsea that game was unbelievable i might after the show i might go back and watch like the the highlights of it it was so good so do you think that game plays a role here because i think a lot of people will use this in their analysis and saying uh ucla is going to get the last laugh at some point It's been Gonzaga, the game you're referring to, uh, the last second shot from Jalen Suggs, and an incredible member, a very memorable game between Gonzaga and UCLA. But, you know, Jalen Suggs is not there anymore. So uh, do you think this plays a role here? I do, because even though Suggs isn't there, UCLA's two best players, Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell, played in that game. And I promise you, before they... Before their college career was over, they wanted to see Gonzaga again. Just the competitor in you, like as an athlete, right? If you suffer a loss like that, you want to get some revenge. You want to you wanna play a team again. And now they have a chance to send Drew Timmy out and beat them and knock them out. I just think it's UCLA, I like them to win this game. Like you said, this is your classic great offense versus great defense I'm always going to back the defensive team more likely than not in a game like this. I think what Mick Cronin's been able to do since he's been at UCLA has been been fantastic. And Gonzaga is just the kind of team that, even against TCU, right? Like, they just don't 
they really don't blow people out like they do in the regular season when they get into the tournament it feels like because their offense is so great but their defense can be suspect they always let teams hang around and when you do that against ucla you're just asking for trouble i wish jalen clark was playing in this game it would be awesome to see him but i still think ucla is good enough and i think haquez and tiger campbell playing in that final four game is huge because they remember that feeling I'm sure like it was yesterday, and uh, I think they're happy that they get a shot to beat Gonzaga again. So I would just take UCLA on the money line when spreads are that short. I don't like messing around with like the two and a half, one and a half, any of that stuff. I would just take the Bruins to win outright, but I think they get the job done tonight. I like that play as well, just because you look at these teams on paper and the outlier is UCLA has the much better defense, a team that is in the top 25 of offense and defense, I believe, a team that's extremely balanced. You mentioned the veteran guard play that they have, and that's why a lot of people like UCLA to win it all, and I'm not going to talk them off mm-hmm. of it. But, PJ, what I am debating between is playing UCLA on the money line here or playing it over because that is the first play that stood out to me when I was handicapping this game, a total of 145 and a half seems very low for Gonzaga. And I know that UCLA plays great defense. And the sabotage factor is UCLA, if they're winning, is probably going to be the team controlling the pace. And UCLA loves to play at a snail's pace. But I still think we're going to see a lot of offense here because when you have two great offenses, I think sometimes that can neutralize even the best of defenses. And if Gonzaga can run even a little bit, I think we see an over here. I think that's a pretty good look. You know, I really wasn't considering the total in this game. I was just kind of so zeroed in on UCLA winning. I kind of like that play a lot. But I think you bring up some good points about the And normally, if you're looking at great defensive teams like Tennessee, they wouldn't be able to play in a high-scoring game. They couldn't play in a game like the 70s or 80s and still win it. But UCLA can. And again, to your point, I think that's why so many people like them as a potential national champion because when you're going through the tournament and you're trying to win six games in a survivor-like setting, you have to do it in multiple ways. Sometimes you'll win games in the 60s. Sometimes you'll win games in the 80s. And this might be games where they're going to have to win it in the 80s. So I'm with you, Chelsea. We know if Gonzaga's going to win, it's going to be high scoring. But I think UCLA can win a high scoring game too. And uh, I think because their defense is so great, That's why this total is 145 and a half. I think there's some value there. So my favorite play is still UCLA on the money line, but I think you bring up some good points and uh, I would take that over as well. And then quickly, do you think any team from this region will win it all? I think a bunch can. I think either UCLA or UConn have the best shot. I know Gonzaga's been a trendy pick. I don't know if Arkansas can. They definitely can reach the Final Four, much like Michigan State. I don't know if they're good enough to win a title. But UCLA, UConn, absolutely. Gonzaga, yes, but I worry about their defense holding up and if their defense is good enough to win them a title. Yeah, I am emotionally invested in UCLA. Please don't let me down this year because I picked him to win it all last year. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.